Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, the Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian <laughs> Avengers. So weak. So, so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together? Wow. Together. Did you ever um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. You can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You want to get high? You like opium? And welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast, a podcast where two Asian guys, not from Asia, talk about American issues no American cares about. I am your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. Today we're coming at you live from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Today is January 9th, second week into 2021. And shit's been crazy, but before we get into it, um, if you're listening to this on your podcast, or sorry, your phones right now, please take a screenshot and post it on Instagram stories. Tag us at Asian Not Asian Pod. We love hearing from you. And um, if you're iTunes listeners, please review. And if you want more content from just me and Mike go to patreon.com slash Asian that Asian pod for bonus episodes and nudes and all kinds of good stuff babies <laughs> check it out so um, many nudes a lot of nudes dude talking- I can't believe you're totally right it's only the second week of 2021 and I think we had a good first week of 2021 because did, the yeah. first week of 2021 was only Friday and Saturday like, <laughs> it was two days long I was like this is a banging week dude yeah, first yeah, yeah, second yeah. Then third, and then all downhill from there. Yeah, so. I, I got cocky too. Like I did this thing, like uh, I, I like just turned off the internet for like a little bit just to you know chill. And cool. It's it's only a couple hours, which isn't that long, but in I feel like in my generation, that's a very long time to stay off your phone. It is. So I did that, and then I, I had to like film something with Buzzfeed, so I like logged on, and I was like talking to them, and they're like, they're like, did you see the news? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I turn it on, and it's just fucking anarchy in DC, <laughs> and 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 your people, your people were there, yo. Mike. Yo, shouts. Okay, I was I was saying this before. All right, I'm so used to seeing talk conversations about diversity in every in every kind of media that we we do. That uh, when I was watching um, the coup attempt, I was watching the you know the C-SPAN and NBC News and everything. And I was like, there is not enough diversity in this coup attempt. Okay, there's just there's just a bunch of white guys. Come on, we've evolved past this. Come on. But then I saw later, I saw a couple of Vietnamese flags, um, you know, South Vietnamese, uh, yeah. Republic of Vietnam flags, and um, w- which is nice of them to get inv- be invited, I guess. And, um, <laughs> and you know, like, of course, there's like confusion and embarrassment and stuff like that. And you saw some other thing. There was like uh, some, some things with, um, it was like a Filipino uh, symbols and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, I, I have to say, I tweeted this, and I have to say um, that Vietnamese people are, are at this coup isn't surprising because Vietnamese people, we love coups. That's your thing. All right, we love we love coups, and I wanted to like make sure that I was right about this joke, so I googled <laughs> this, and I you just type in Vietnamese coup, and a page of coups show up. 1960, <laughs> 1963, 1964, which by the way, 1964 has a January coup, September coup, and December coup. 
I mean, there's, <laughs> it's not even like an anniversary thing. Dude, not, they're, they're doing it quarterly at this point. Yeah, this and 1965. Like, <laughs> it's like uh, Googling uh, Michael Jordan MVP, you know. Yeah. Chicago <laughs> Which one are you talking <laughs> about, bro? Yeah. yeah. It was wild. So, I mean, Vietnamese people, I mean, I, I'm starting to think that maybe we're actually have been so confused about this democracy thing because we're just like we're so used to coups we're like well, yeah. we haven't had a solid coup in a while yeah. <laughs> they just miss home they wanted to feel nostalgic you know what you i know? just miss, i haven't <laughs> i haven't i haven't had a, a military uh junta shoot up shoot the the president in the back of the head uh in a while so let's have a coup why not yeah there were, so that uh, was pretty crazy. Yeah, there, there, was like, there was like a Vice article and everything like that. And it's funny because like uh, those articles are written like, I think I think a lot of people were like confused. They're like, why are there Asian people at this at this coup? You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I know from being friends with you that that that's your thing. You guys, Vietnamese people. I'm you telling guys you guys. It. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I, I, it's partially a joke, but partially I'm looking at the history of Vietnam. We don't have democracy. It wasn't like mm, mm, mm. it wasn't like oh yeah, we're gonna totally you know like a long tradition with our version of George Washington and we're going to, you know, kick out the British and then we're going to have a landed gentry and we're going to have a bicameral legislature and we're going to have representative government and stuff of that. We didn't have any of that shit. We had uh, the Chinese for a long time. Then we had uh, the the French for a long time. Uh, You know, a quick uh, cameo by the Japanese. Hell yeah. Then the the Americans. (laughs) And so for us, it's like, if anything, democracy is like very strange to us. So we were... We were like, let's do well, this. Let's do this Vietnamese style. When, when somebody said coup, we were just like, dude, we, we're, we're tailgating. Okay, this is right? how stupid I am. Doing. This is how stupid I am. I don't actually know what a coup was. I thought I knew what a coup was, but only from like AP history or whatever. I'm like reading yeah. about the French coup in like the 1700s. But like, you know, you were talking about this earlier. A lot of people in Vietnam at the time, they just, they were like generals or army people yeah. and they just had an army at their, dis- they had tanks. I yes. feel like if I had 30 tanks and a bunch of dudes following me, like, I might coup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I might. I just might. Why I might try it. I might try it. Try a coup. I might, I, might, try a coup. I, might, I might come out as a coup. You know what I'm saying? Like try I might have it, to try do, you know. Have so. you tried the coup? It's great. <laughs> try the coup coup. Yeah, yeah, we, that's we what's have, yeah, that's, that's what happens. Dude, in, it's if, a, if you say, if a, if a Vietnamese person says, have you tried the coup? Why do people think it's food? And it, it yeah. <laughs> Yo, have you tried the coup? It's so spicy, man. Oof, it's so good. Try the January 1964 coup. It's so delicious. Um, oh, yeah, it. it's uh, it's wild. Uh, this I think this technically wasn't a coup because of something. I think there weren't enough tanks involved. I, right, I don't right, know what right, it right. is. There's like some specific political thing about it, mm-hmm. but uh, it, that is what's happening. And uh, um, we're so excited to have uh, the guest we have on. I don't know how I'm transitioning from coup to this, but well, we're gonna we're gonna ask him about. We the are coup. going to we we're are gonna talk about, about the coup. coup, and we're just gonna because he's somebody uh, we're very excited to have on. We've been we, trying, we've been to, trying get, to get him for so long, for so long. <laughs> we love him so much. We love him so much. But he's he, very but he, funny. But he does not know who we are, and I'm okay with. <laughs> and I'm okay with this relationship. It's very senpai. That look is, at me. Yes, that's yes, my exactly. that's kind of my energy. You know. So right now we yeah we're very excited about the senpai leading the dojo <laughs> right now. So um you know who's our guest? Our guest today is a comedian, writer, actor. Uh, you can see him on Netflix's new show called History of the Swear Words, uh, hosted by Nicolas Cage. Uh, he's been on Big Mouth. Uh, he's got this hilarious podcast, podcast awesome. called Urgent Care with uh, Mitra uh, Johari uh, on Earwolf. And so please welcome the hilarious Joel 
Kim Booster. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I love that transition. Speaking of coups. Speaking of coups. <laughs> let's bring on Joel Kim Booster. I'm, I'm about to coup this podcast. Hey, this podcast oh, is yeah. mine now, bitch. We surrender. This guy's rolling up with the comedy tanks. Oh, man. Thank you so much. I mean, how, how are you doing, man? I know you're out I'm in LA. How's, how's everything going? It feels like this has been the longest year of our lives already. Already? I know. Like, well done. Yeah, it is crazy. It's crazy that like Bean Dad was this year. Oh Bean my Dad God. was the first big news, the big, the first big internet news story uh, trend. <laughs> like he was the, he was the first villain of right. 2021. Right. And now we've already moved on to a coup. Things <laughs> escalated really, really fast. From a dad who refused to open a can of beans for his daughter to now there are people sieging the capital. It is crazy. I, I do miss that. Uh, I miss the I miss being dad. I'll say it. I'm going to miss yeah. it. So, Similar times. Similar yeah. times. Did you watch a lot of it? I was like glued to the TV. I, yeah. No, I didn't leave my bed like mm. oh, that, that entire day. Hardly. Um, yeah, it was a it was a crazy, crazy day. And it, it, it's it was weird because I was like. I don't know. It was it was it was coming off of the Warnock on Ossoff win, so I was like yes, feeling pretty which, feeling right. pretty good. Yeah, like I was like you know this is things are already starting to turn around this year. You know, I was like, but and then it was just watching the the MSNBC footage of it yes. happening so quickly. I was just like, oh, this is this is nuts. Yeah, That's, when, when yeah. somebody was like, did you ha- did you see the news? I because I read about the uh, the Georgia thing the morning, and I was like, oh no, like did did people you know fuck with the election over there? Like did they yeah, are, yeah. are they not winners? Right. And I I could have never imagined this coup thing, but like people, t- I didn't even know how to search for this on Google because there was just like so much information. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I literally just typed in like, hey, what's happening right now? Like on Google, because <laughs> I didn't even know how to like fucking go about this. You know, it was, it was crazy. I feel if you do type what's happening right now, Google will be like, oh, girl, let me tell you about this hot tea right now. You know, that's what he's that's the energy that that is 2021. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the show. We, I, I don't even know where we can start to talk to you. I, I guess um, I, I have a story about how I've I've met you before. I don't know. No, if I, was, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> OK. I was going to say really early on, I was like, I was going to say, I've actually met one of you, but I won't tell you which <laughs> oh, one it is. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was I was hoping to sort of sow the, the seeds of discord in the podcast uh, <laughs> early on, but you just sort of blew up my spot. Oh, so. I'm sorry. I was, yes, I, I've, I've told, I've told uh, Fumi about about this store many times because I'm just like I was like oh my god I've met I met him before and he like touched my hand once and and it was amazing <laughs> it was like meeting Jesus and I could see now so uh yeah it was it was I don't know if you remember it because I remember it a certain way so I remember what year met. was this Mike take us back God I don't know um <laughs> the had, first year had to be 2014 because that's when we started 2014 when I first started doing comedy and I was very very new I mean it was like my third month of comedy and I was like finding my way into the New York comedy scene. And there was a, there's an open mic at a bar called bar restaurant called revision, which is in the East village mm-hmm. happened to be really near where uh, I was working. And I didn't know this at the time, but it was like a cool mic with, and by cool, I mean like it was like the mic that you went to um, kind of flex in front of other comedians. That revision too. That was Christy coffee's mic, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, and that was like you got a minute and a half. Yes, very short. Oh my god, super short. Like 
If you win at the end of that mic, it's like you waited two and a half hours to do 90 yes. seconds. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. It was like, it was, and it was packed. It was tons of people. Yeah. They never said no to anybody. There's always like no. 60 people in there. I remember I've, I, it was, I was always scared of all the mics. I was very scared of all of them. And that one I was really scared of. I just instinctively knew this was like something different. And I remember one time I went and I happened to go first. Whoa. I went first. I just happened to go first. And I went up there and this is probably the only time I've ever done this. But I stopped in the middle of 90 seconds. I stopped at 45. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm very nervous. I have to go. And I left. <laughs> I was so afraid. I was just like so afraid of it. And um, I remember going to this mic and I would see um, this Asian dude, this cool Asian guy. And I was like, oh, man, cool Asian guy. At the time, I was also kind of a cool Asian guy. I had really cool big baggy pants on. And I was like, hey, I could be cool friends with this cool Asian guy because I didn't see a lot of Asian people. At all. Yeah, I think uh, you know? it was just you, me, and, and Brian Yang. Are you sure you, were, you, you didn't meet Brian Yang? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I could confuse you with Brian Yang. No yeah. offense to Brian Yang. I love you. Um, so I remember seeing you, and I was like, I'm going to be friends with this guy, because why not? And um, and I remember you were you were very funny, and I, 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 could, I could tell you were like you know much more advanced than I was. And I remember I went up to you uh, after, like I followed you, like I, we both got off the train once at the same time, and I like followed you up to, up, up to, <laughs> okay. up to the train steps. <laughs> And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? You're going to revision, blah, blah. And you're like, you're like in the zone. You're just like, yeah, man, you know, I'm going, I'm, I came from my day job, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, man, how do you, what do you think of this mic, man? Isn't it so scary? And he's like, and you were said, oh, yeah, man, such a good supportive mic. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is the supportive <laughs> mic? I'm terrified. And I, I remember it was like a movie because I stopped in my tracks and you just kept walking. And I was just standing there in the, in the sidewalk, just like stripping sweat, like, holy shit, I don't know what I'm doing. So... I don't know if you remember it that way. You know, I, I was probably I just annoying you. It, I don't remember it exactly that way. I don't remember it being like the moment, but I just remember like you do clock every other Asian person that you see yes. yeah. doing stand up, especially 100%. during that period. There weren't a lot of us um, in New York at the time. And so like, I don't remember like the moment we met, but I just remember you being a part of the, the fabric of the open mic scene um, <laughs> for a time that I was doing it. But you know what's you know what's crazy about that mic is that there was a there was a comic and I don't want to give them any screen time or, or air time, so I won't name them. But when Christy was gone, there was a comic that used to run the mic in her stead, and that comic has since gone down like a huge QAnon rabbit hole. And no, super super crazy. And was at the siege at the Capitol. No, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I know, you're, I know, who you're talking about. She yeah. does, she does stuff with Compound Media, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. This is like yeah. the Anthony Cumia, that shit. Yeah, uh -huh. and word. This, this comic was also responsible for. Do you remember when Gal Gadot did the Imagine video really early in the? Yes, the, yes. The, the Imagine pandemic. parody. Um, this person did a, a parody of it, but did Kung Fu fighting. Uh, and it was all about yeah. Kung Fu. I think it was maybe Kung, Kung Fu. Flu. Right. They're saying right. Kung yeah, Fu yeah. fighting. Yeah. Um, so public enemy number one. Whoa. <laughs> I've decided. Um, Whoa. We will not name them. We will not. No, name we will not. Them. I'll tell you later, Mike. It's just crazy. I, I, I thought we used to be friends. And then I saw all the QAnon stuff and then the Kung Fu yeah, shit. And I was it like, is, what the fuck? It's such a sh I remember them being so normal. Yes. And like, yes. A former the, teacher, like yeah. all this stuff, and like, uh, yeah, it's nuts. It's I, nuts how part of me thinks like, is this like just a, an attempt to get more followers? Because I, I, oh, I, absolutely, is, is. it? Yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of of column A, column B. I think it was like 
it's a it's it's chicken and egg, you know, like yeah. did, she, did did they start doing it because they wanted more followers and then got more followers because they were doing it mm. and then just kept doing it or or did they really, you know, get invested in it and then got more followers and was like, "Oh, I should I should continue doing this." <laughs> this is that's crazy. really heavily. That- what a what a what a way to bring it back to the larger <laughs> thing we were talking about. I thought we were gonna have a nice story about us meeting, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> it's this crazy Q and on thing. And so um, that's yes. I uh, thank you by the way for being extremely uh, diplomatic about how I was I was a part of the fabric of the scene, and by that I mean crying and running out of the <laughs> running out of the open mic. Wait, um, I have, I have a very quick. I, I so I we have not met Joel, but I remember this is probably before you. I think you moved to LA or so. I don't know when you moved to LA, but this is like, you, I think you moved when I was like two, three years into comedy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you were at a show that I was doing at, um, fuck, do you remember the experimental comedy theater? Oh, yeah. Like yes. way by, the by like, yeah. by like, Peter Luger's like yeah, that. Yeah, it was that. down, and and the annoyance was down there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like around there, and I think you were gonna do a show after the show that I was doing, and I was like setting up a joke <laughs> about like uh, something about like you know it, it, like a lot of Asian guys get disrespected online or something like that, and I think yeah, yeah. you had just heard that, and you go, you were like, woo, and I was like, hell oh, yeah, that's joking booster, <laughs> and then and then my punchline was not funny, and I look over and he's like writing down something in his journal. <laughs> It's like, no, where'd you go, Joel? Where'd you go? <laughs> he's, he's, he's writing down, don't be friends with Fumi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was dying. Do not do his podcast six years later. <laughs> Won't be yeah. looking. Yeah. I was, uh, that's, that's my joke and booster memory. But <laughs> uh, We knew you as someone who was going somewhere when we, Fumi and I were first starting, right? But oh. even, even now you were saying that like, hey, was you did notice other Asian people. Um, did you, when you first started, and I know... You started a while ago, you know. Did you first notice Asian people, and and did you try to do this kind of thing? Because right now, I think now there's like a bigger community of us, or 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 were you kind of like, you know what, I'm just gonna do my own thing. Um, You know, you know. It's interesting. Like, I don't know if it was a timing thing or if it was me specifically, but yeah, I do think that there was a little bit. It's both a gay comedian and as an Asian comedian. I think there was a lot right before I started comedy in like 2011 there was a lot of um pulling up the ladder um after you sort of that mindset of like Mm. there can only be one you Mm -hmm. know like if as both like both within like other asian comics and other gay comics and so that started really changing around like when i started and i think like and i made a really concerted effort because i and this was maybe partly out of naivete like when I started, but I was like, when I'd see another gay comedian or another Asian comedian, I would always want to be friends. And I yeah. always want to be like, you know, let's like join forces, you know, and like, mm-hmm. um, and sort of like not adhere to the old rules of like, there can only be one. And so I don't know that that started really early in my career. And that sort of was ingrained in me from a really um, early time in doing comedy. And so I like to think that I've always been sort of Open. I mean, I, that story Mick, did not make me sound super friendly to you. No, I mean, no, I mean, it was it, it was for me. I it was for me an, an experience and just sort of, um, you know, un, trying to un, for, for me, I didn't think of it as like, you know, this guy's not nice. It was to me, uh, um, you know, I have so much to learn about comedy and how all this works and, you know, who, wh- where the spaces that uh, that that I can practice and all these things. But yeah. I always was I've always watched you, you know, come up and do different things and 
and now I have a I I wonder if you feel like I I think you would say that things are different. Yeah. But at the same time, not different. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, there's it's it's interesting what's changed and what hasn't changed. I mean, there's definitely so many of us now, and it yeah. does it, it definitely feels like there are there's room for all of us now. I mean, I like what guys like Will Choi have done with with Asian AF. Mm, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. been really incredible. I remember when Asian AF, which is for those of you who are listening who don't know, it's it's a really popular Asian comedy show that's a variety. It's got yep. improv, sketch and and stand-up comedians. Um I remember when that show first started out. It was at the UCB East Theater RIP in New York and they gave them the worst slot imaginable, which was Tuesday yes. nights at 11 o'clock. Tuesday yes. nights at <laughs> yes. 11 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Um and yet, and still, and still, that show every time I would go or any time I would be on it was sold out. Yep, was always yep. sold out. And Tuesday at eleven o'clock because people, Asian people, showed up because they wanted to see. They <laughs> yeah. wa- there was a there was like a thirst for it. It wasn't even like I I feel like part of it was like us as Asian comedians saying like let's get together and let's create stuff together. Like there's no reason there should only be one of us on the lineup. And then also the community of Asian people who are consuming comedy saying we want to see a whole show of Asian people. We're yeah. tired of just seeing one in these lineups. And so both of those things together sort of come together and and created what I think is a really awesome landscape of of Asian comedians that we're seeing now today yeah for, yeah. for sure many of us. i mean if I anything think, now I mean, there's there's probably too many asian comedians <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta vote some they of them gotta out. go yeah, come they on gotta buddy. Go. You know? yeah we talked about this with jenny yang but there is like I, when i first started there wasn't an asian af and if you if you were doing an asian show it was run by some like old road dog asian comic and yeah, the show yeah, was yeah. called like chopsticks or whatever oh my you know? god i you did a show <laughs> I did a show at, at New York Comedy Club, and I didn't realize what the premise of it was until I got there. But it was called Rush Hour. And I was uh, like, oh, oh, okay, no. like that's fine. That's fine. I yeah. didn't even make the connection. And it was all Asian and black comedians. That was, that was the premise of the show. It was Asian and black yeah. comedians. And it was called Rush Hour. And I like got there, and I looked at, I clocked the lineup, and I was like, oh. <laughs> That is amazing. Oh my god! That, uh, did they make you do an accent? Is that was that no, what no, nothing. <laughs> thankfully, nothing like that. But yeah. yeah, it was a it was a different world. I think that uh, you know, to your point, like you know, there's a lot of emotions around that Asian AF movement because I feel like that pushed. You know, that allowed us to have our little podcast, and we also have a show that you know. By the way, if you're ever in New York, please come do it after you oh, get yeah. the vaccine. But like, Once this happens. you know, it's like it's packed and, and it's it's a good time and it's a lot of you know it's a lot of Asian and not Asian people. Um, but there is certainly a demand for it, and I and I know there's a demand for it because I remember like around 2016, 17 after I would do a show like that the DMs that I would get from girls there weren't like hey are you single it was like thank you so much for representing Asian comedians <laughs> it was like you know I was getting different DMs compared to like my other comedian friends and I was like okay well, it's, it's crazy cool. it's it's crazy how under the, the how the the comedy apparatus underestimates how much Asian people want to see themselves represented on stage. Like I remember the first year of cluster fest, which is a comedy central sponsored Mm -hmm. festival in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, that's where we are in Mm. in America, (laughs) San Francisco, um, the Bay area. And I remember looking at the lineup and it was like, um, you know, the people that were supposed to be there was me, Ronnie Chang, Bowen Yang, Patty Harrison, um, Aquafina, like and I noticed, I was like, why aren't any of us on the same show? Like, this is crazy. Mm. And so I went to Comedy Central and I was like, why isn't there an Asian show at this festival? Like, it's in San Francisco. You've yes. got, like, huge Asian comedian yes. names. Like, there, there's no reason there shouldn't be a show. And they're like, okay, do you want to do one? And I was like, okay, sure. And that's when I started. That was the first time I did my show, The Joy Fuck Club, 
at um, <laughs> Fest. And the thing is, is again, they gave us the shittiest space. Ooh. They gave us the worst like time slot, like this right. random afternoon time slot. And what ended up happening is we had the the second largest line to get into our show of the entire festival. Um, the only person who had a longer line to get into their show was Tiffany Haddish. Um, <laughs> Fine. That's fair. That's fair. And I remember Comedy Central, um, like guy coming up to me at the after party and being like, yeah, we just didn't realize that, you know, it was, this would be such a big deal. And it's it so like, that Asian people it, like to laugh sometimes. It, yeah. <laughs> but then, but then also it's like, it's San Francisco. It, it's like, yeah. you might as well na- rename it Asian American gay community <laughs> city. Yeah. You know, like that is what, that's where everybody is. You know, yeah. if, if anything, that's, it's weird not to have that on there. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 And yeah. every time I've done it in San Francisco since, it's like been sold out. It's been, you know, just like packed. And, and it is crazy how they, they still underestimate it to this day. Like they don't, they refuse to believe that Asian people will show up. I had, a, I got to say like too, that like the comedy, comedy from Asian people has changed a lot in the last 10 years too, just be, from, by virtue of there being more of us. And yeah. I think by virtue of people like us perform, I mean, I didn't really perform for Asian people until I moved to New York and started doing comedy. Mm, like mm-hmm. there were, there there are Asian people in Chicago where I started obviously, but there weren't like a lot of them coming out to, sh- to comedy shows and performing as an Asian person for white people, it yes, it, it conditions you to write a certain kind of joke. Yeah, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Versus performing for people that get it, you know, yes. and, yeah. and or come from the same background as you do, or understand the experience. And so, it really does change. It changed the way I wrote jokes about being Asian, and from that perspective. And it also like, and also having a diversity of voices just within the Asian comed- comedian landscape really forces you to write better jokes. It's not that just the same like tired jokes about being Asian that we have been writing for years because we're only performing for white people. It is like a smarter, it is a deeper, it is a like, uh, there's just more depth to the, the level of joke writing I think that all of us are having to do now because there are so many of us. That's the thing that people don't realize is like when you support an Asian comedy show like that, you're actually you know, little by little making the comedians better because it's you're like yeah. forcing us to reassess. It's like, oh, maybe this joke where I just do an accent is not funny. But I but I yeah. did that. Yeah, 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 this, yeah. this set that I did at Rush Hour at New York Comedy Club, I guess it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't work here because it's offensive. I, I always think that there's, <clears throat> there's like a huge uh, depth of jokes that I know will only only certain people will get, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's Asian or Vietnamese or Vietnamese American or whatever it is that, you know, like, like for example, how, uh, you know, uh, man, we're, uh, Asian dudes, we're always putting blue lights in our car. Right. You know, like, that's like, that's a joke <laughs> that I feel we get, but then uh, like other people be like, what? But like, yeah. I have so many things like that, that, that I so, want to say. Yeah. That is so, I mean, I hate to say it, but that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, uh, I mean, there's, there's so, so many things I uh, also want to talk. I mean, can we, can we talk about your Quibi show? Yeah. I mean, which one? Cause I was the king of Quibi for a while there. Flex. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. I have a quote here. Um, yeah, we, we have do, a quote, here. quote here. Well, I think here, um, I think you were interviewed on Collider or something and you were kind of yeah. talking about, I don't know which show you're talking about exactly here. And you, you basically said like, you know, you're really thankful that Quibi gave you a chance because you, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, it, it's difficult for a gay show to get picked up on networks yeah. and, they, and, and to get hmm. a shot on you. And actually, when I read that part, I was, 
I, I guess that's something I never really thought about because I feel like there's yeah. a lot of hype and excitement around it was like queer comedy in general but I never yeah. thought about I'm like wait is there a, a show with show. like two gay best friends I don't know I don't think no, so yeah. not a huge one that there's I you know not a huge one so yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean I'd love to, he to hear more about that Um, I mean well I'll say this like I can't really talk about it in full depth yet because mm -hmm. the ink hasn't quite dried but there is a second life to that show so, okay. oh that's great. that's great so I'm really excited and I can't wait to talk about that aspect of it but I mean it's it's hopefully going fingers crossed you will still be able to see the show um, which I'm really excited about um, but yeah I mean that whole um, it's a it's a movie I guess technically speaking um, for Quibi was came out of really just me my friendship with Bo and Yang mm -hmm. um, and and wanting to explore like the intricacies of our experiences as Asian men in the gay community but also um, the differences in our experiences as, as, as you know, and, and wanting to, to say like, you know, there's not one definitive take on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what it's like to be gay and Asian in this community. I feel, I feel like a lot of people want to pit me and Bowen against each other in certain ways, or mm -hmm. I, it, it's like, you know, it's that there can only be one mentality yes, again, right, you right, know, like, right. you know, um, and that's not, I, I think like, that's just not how Bowen and I see each other. And we don't, um, certainly our, our viewpoints and, and point of views are so different too that like I wanted to really write a story about two gay best friends who are also Asian and, and what that is like and how that is different and um, yeah it was really exciting that Quibi gave me a chance and I and I really hope that you know uh, people get to see it still. Yeah, well, he when Bowen did this podcast, like I guess it was like a year ago, which is fucking crazy. He yeah. um, he mentioned that a little bit. He said the way you guys met is like some white dude like put you in a group yeah. chat or something yeah. and said, oh "Hey, hey, Joel, this what? is Bowen. He's also gay and Asian. Good luck." Or yeah. some shit. That's it. no. I mean, literally, you have an incredible memory because that is verbatim what the message said. That like uh, our this guy who. Well, I don't want to talk shit, but like he, yeah, he basically, he put us on a Facebook message thread that said, you're both gay and Asian. You should know each other. And I think that, that really turned me and Bowen off to each other. Really? Immediately. Because just not, not, not anything personal against, we no, didn't yeah. have anything against each other, but I think both of us were like, no, fuck that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like we, we didn't meet for like a full year after that. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. I did his show, um, uh, at the pit and that's how we met. But like, it was a, it was almost a full year probably before that happened because like I think we were just sort of like put off and being like oh this this white dude wants us to meet because he thinks that we're the same but like so like fuck that we're not going to meet um and uh, yeah. thank god we did and thank god we did it in <laughs> our own time and in our own way um I um yeah. uh was there anything in particular that kind of broke the ice for you two where you're like wait a minute we should be best friends because like, you, know, you know um I don't know it, it was like a slow burn i it certainly wasn't like we met and we were immediately like oh my god you understand what it's like yeah you know it wasn't like one of those situations because i think we we really got to know each other slowly and over time and certainly like um uh, we got to know each other as people before we started having those real deep like you get it you yeah. Get it. yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, 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 i yeah. cannot tell you how many times we've been rolling high off of our asses like yes 
in the corner of a club, just being like, you understand me. Like, no. Yo, yes. I Yo. love it. it just, I love it. I know, love it. You know, I know you that. You see me. Yeah. You see me. I see you. Like, yes. that that sort of moment uh, has happened many uh, New Year's, uh, I got to say. F- oh, man. Um, Fumi, you and I are going to do that. Okay, we're going to do, do that. That sounds <laughs> tight. That sounds fucking tight. Um, Let's go to a bathroom together and do it. Is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would love to, you know, understand that more because for me, you know, me and Fumi, we're always like very into our heads about like gay Asian, gay Asian, not, I'm sorry, straight Asian guys we're this and that blah 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 is there you know is there um you know i mean i'd love to hear from your perspective what is the what is that deep cut blue light in the car but for gay asian guys where queer asian guys where it's like you you get it i you know if is it can you give me an example of one of those rolling off my asses bowen and you are like yeah man this is this is something that like whoa i can't you know like people don't even know I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of it has to do with, I guess, like internal gay politics of the ways Asian men are treated. I think, which it mirrors the way that straight Asian men are treated in the, in the heterosexual dating pool. But I just think like there's a lot of othering that happens within the gay community already. Like I think Mm. gay men like to put it like there's, if there's one thing gay men love, it's categorization, you know, we have like, (laughs) you know, there's a term for every kind of gay man, you know, like twink, bear otter like and everything in between like and so uh, of course that like comes down to uh on it, it delineates on racial lines as well okay. and so there's a lot just just a lot of like discrimination that also happens and then on the other side of that um spectrum is fetish fetishization that happens as well and so like i think that's where a lot of our connection comes because like we've dated a lot of the same dirt bags i think <laughs> head, um, whoa wow or, 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 or slept with a lot of the same mm. uh skeezes and um and so we've we've experienced both sides of that of just like having people um you know sort of discriminate against us because we're asian and then having people that are a little too into the fact that we're asian uh, and like yeah. feeling yeah. sort of trapped and feeling like is it is it only going to be one of these one or the other for mm. the rest of our yeah, lives are I, we ever going to find someone who just treats us like a human being and and doesn't see you know i, I don't want to say doesn't see our race but like is, right. is it's it's a one part of ourselves not just like the entirety right right can, can i ask you about that because i i feel that no you're absolutely right i think there are a lot of shared experiences between like a straight asian guy and a queer asian person uh yeah. just like in a, in the context of like romance and dating and stuff like that and and it, it's weird for like I, I always talk about this with like brian park you know this is something that's happened to us yeah. is like you'll be talking to a girl she's not asian you think things are vibing and you look at the background of her phone and this is this is this is this is before BTS was popular. It'll be like this is like if you had a K-pop band in like 2015, like you you know it makes you go like it just makes you go like hmm you know like yeah what? like exactly. I, and I and I think the narrative is very clear with Asian women because if an if an Asian woman was talking to a, a white guy and he had a fucking geisha on his background, she'd be like I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. But I feel yeah, yeah, that yeah. the narrative is not so clear with Asian men, you know, queer or straight, you know, and like yeah, I just kind of wanted like how how do how does one sort of how do you how would you handle something like that and or like have you have you encountered stuff like that? Yeah, I mean definitely. I think like it is always um a little uh, I I always get my 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 hair stands on end when I like am talking to a guy and then I go through his Instagram and like oh. all of his his exes are Asian. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. His friends are Asian and I and I always wonder like what wow. is going on there and like um and that is always like that yeah it's tough it's tough but i will say that like it's changing a lot i i think maybe also being in the west coast 
it is a lot different, I mm-hmm. will say, because um, there are a lot more people of all races that grew up around Asian people. Um, and and it is it, we're not it's it sort of erases the otherness of it a little bit like okay. they're just used to us they see us as as like as regular people um, <laughs> instead of just like exotic otherized sort of uh, race of human being and so like there's there's a lot like I think like it really does matter like when you're young like who's colonizing your desires and I think mm. like when you're growing up around hot Asian people in in LA or, or San Francisco it really does sort of change the way uh, you develop as an adult and so I think that's one thing that I've experienced out here but yeah I mean there's just so much like if, if a guy asked me where I'm from where I'm really from uh, within like the first you know, 24 hours of knowing them, then like, that's a red flag for me. Yeah. It's right. Like, what do you, no one, why do you care? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the, what does that, what does that add dimensionally to our relationship at this early of a state? <laughs> right, right. Is he, right. Is he going to like go into the back and change his t-shirt to like another thing that is a little bit more yeah, appropriate to like, culture, yeah. you know, like, oh, this, uh, this informs where we're going to go on our second date. You have to, you have to tell yeah. me, you know? Listen, Mike, you know me on the podcast, I like to laugh like an insane person, spread joy through jokes and inappropriate comments. But is that how I feel on the inside in 2020? Absolutely not, Mike. No, man. It's a dark mess in here, dude. Sometimes I'm really sad. Sometimes I'm a little depressed. I'm really stressed. You know, and I think a lot of people with the pandemic, they're not really sure about job security. And that's that's a huge source of stress for a lot of people. And I think if any of our listeners feel this way, they should check out our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. This isn't self-help. It's professional counseling. Send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Woo! All without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You know how those waiting rooms can be, bro. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need it. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com Asian. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Asian. Ah, well, you know me, Mike. You know me, right? I and know. You know, I know. If you know this, if, if you know anything about me, you know oh, that I'm uh, out, I'm out there. Yes. I'm out there. You're pa- out there. I'm out there pounding. And a lot of people are like, for me, why are you so good at pounding? And by a lot <laughs> why, of people, yeah. why? I always ask that. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. even believe you. By, by a lot of people, I just mean Mike. The secret is, it is Helix Sleep Mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep and pounding. <laughs> Everybody's unique and pounds uniquely and Helix knows that. <laughs> so they have a different, uh, they have several different mo- uh, mattress models t- uh, to choose from. They have soft, <laughs> medium, and firm. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. Mattresses. Mattresses is great for cooling you down if you get hot. 
and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers because, hey, man, everybody needs love. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Asian. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to the customized mattress that will give you the best sleep slash pound of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for free for 100 nights, risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helix.com slash Asian. That's helix.com slash Asian for up to $200 off and when you're doing your threesomes, mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. free pillows. Now back to this. Recently, you won, your your podcast won a Golden Crane Award, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I so, did not even know existed until. <laughs> it's a very, um, it's a very, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, funny story. I was one of the judges for, <laughs> for that. I didn't judge your podcast. I Just FYI, I didn't judge your podcast. But I was one of the judges, and it was like a last-minute thing. And it was, uh, it was, it was um, for people who don't know, um, it's, the, it's, it's for the uh, Asian-American uh, podcasting. I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, You're a Asian, judge, and you don't even know. That's how <laughs> new it was. Asian American podcasters, right? And it's it's for the it's a Golden Crane Award, and there's a bunch of different categories for for it. And uh, I will say that I had to listen to a lot of podcasts for this, and um, I listened to uh, a bunch of different uh, different kinds. And you know, a lot of them are are podcasts which are just trying to get up and running, but it's it was interesting because um you know i had i known that you had you know urgent care for a while uh i had i had i have to admit i hadn't listened to it but uh, i i listened to it along with a bunch of other ones and um it was it was it was cool because um while i'm familiar with your comedy i got into the feel of your show very quickly right because you you know you and your co-host have such a strong thing like it's clear that you guys have a whole banter back and forth with each other right do you um and Fumi and I are always trying to think about this, you know, like what's our what's our point of view? We we like have long text messages about like what is our point of view because sometimes we don't know. Have you had a struggle with that too as you as you go along, whether it's like a comedy point of view or, or whatever? As yeah, you, for sure. As you've done this, yeah. I mean, like it, it it's easier I think for us too because we we have a very clear um conceit which is the advice yeah. it's an advice podcast um, yep. which i don't know if we've mentioned that yet and it is like you know it's like love line but it's us and yes. so um that that helps a lot because yeah. it gives us sort of a direction already to to move towards um but it took us a while to sort of like figure out to get our our footing in terms of like tonally what the comedy of the podcast is, I think, because like it, it was sort of arbitrary. I just asked Mitra if she wanted to do a podcast with me and then we sort of landed on advice. And then, yep. you know, I've known Mitra for a long time and we're really good friends, but like we haven't worked together a ton as comedians. And so uh, a lot of it was like figuring out what that rapport is and like what, like how, you know, goofy is it? How, you know, how genuine is it? I think it, it ended up working out perfectly because we both sort of balanced like wacky with like sort of earnestness yeah i think i would say um which you sort of need for an advice podcast like ours and so i think like that it was it was a real balance it's always a balancing act between those two things and i think that was the biggest struggle was like figuring out like how earnest do we want to be handling some of these like really you know dark issues that people are writing into and how absurd do we want to be in dealing with that and so that's been sort of the journey of our podcast and we're still figuring it out i mean we're only about a year in and um so we're still you know 
feeling that that out and, and figuring out. Do you know like kind of like what your fans look like? Because you know we're not we're not that big, but we have some fans and we know what they look like. And it's it's always interesting to see like other people's podcast fan bases to see if they look like you. Kind of you know. I I will say I don't know I don't know like physically how they look, but we have a very specific makeup of like it is there are the the number of bisexual women that write into our podcast and specifically huh. like flag for us and we noticed it early on we were like wow there's a lot of bi women that listen to this podcast and then when we said that on the podcast now every time we some a bi woman calls into the podcast I love they it. immediately say like I'm another bisexual woman and so wow. like we, we tend to do like five calls per episode and and I would say about like two to three of them each episode are bi women <laughs> right? That's, what do you think know, it is I don't know what about us appeals to the bisexual community but um we get a ton i mean there's a lot i think like a lot of it is like our specific um fan bases brought together and so like there's a lot of like um comedy nerd like improvisers from in college um that listen and then there's a lot of like queers and asian people that listen from you know that i brought in and and um, so there's a lot, there's, there's a, there's a mix, but that definitely stood out to us is that the number Whoa, of bisexual yeah. women. That's so funny because yesterday, Mike, we were talking about, cause we had like a live, uh, stand-up we show on Zoom and show. we were like looking at our audience and I don't know, something like, there was like a medical thing that was happening and we like joked, it's like, is there a doctor in here? Like, can you actually help? And then there wasn't <laughs> any, and there were a lot of Asian people and then we're like, you know what? That's not really our vibe. Like our, no. our, our fans aren't like lawyer Doctor Asian. We don't have the doctor. No, they're like they're like they're like blowing glass and shit. You know what I mean? They got tattoos. (laughs) Like it's it's like so different. You know? Yeah, it's a different. They're like Asian guys. They're like Asian people who've done anal a bunch of times. Like that's kind (laughs) of that's it's like different. That's what we mean by blowing glass. By the way, that's the new phrase. That hey man, you guys been blowing glass? You know what I mean? And we we honestly we love it. We love seeing fans like that. You know, it kind of like solidifies like it like it kind of kind of reassures us like oh you know maybe the stuff that we talk about it's not like traditional stuff but maybe people can relate to it it yeah, definitely I mean, feels good yeah if, if there's there's a million shows that are drawing in asian audiences and you've found a specific niche within the asian american <laughs> glass audience. blowing asians that <laughs> exactly. is the one very narrow um i mean you know I, I wanted to also talk about this because um you know, about the whole voice thing because you know as, as comedians we're we're trying to do that like like on stage as well like what's your comedic voice i guess you could say and, and i read this interesting quote uh, this was in context of like somebody of you kind of, um, you know, pushing back on people gaslighting uh, you on like, you know, if, if you want to have a, <clears throat> well, y- you know, let's have a diverse uh, a group of uh, of people uh, on stage and, and somebody might say, well, why don't you just have funny people? And then, you know, you were trying to push back and say, well, there are a lot of funny people. You know, yeah, what else I can mean, you bring? Yeah, that's the that's the given. Like if yes. I'm booking a show like it's yeah, given, everyone's going to be funny. <laughs> and there are, like, I'm not I'm not like saying I'm I'm booking diverse like slots doesn't mean I'm like not taking into account if someone's fucking funny. Like yes, that is yeah. so ridiculous to think about. But it's also like what kind of funny like, you know, and and yes. also like I'm not and I'm not even just looking at at diversity markers of like race and gender and sexuality either. I'm looking at like when you're putting together a show, it should feel texturally different from comic to comic. And sometimes that means that it's going to be like comedically and sometimes it's going to be point of view. And, and all of that is, is, is like a holistic view of, of of looking at the diversity of a, of a lineup. Well, I think to just kind of bring it back to that experience you had with, um, with, 
with Clusterfest, how I think for a long time people were like, we can't have more than two Asian people or one Asian person on a show. They'll probably do the same jokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But now we've, I mean, we've done tons of shows where it's, uh, we had a, we had a comedy <clears throat> festival, a, Asian uh, comedy festival here. Um, and if you go to any given show, it's all like different kinds of Asian people, Asian comedians, and any given show, five different comics, completely different, wildly yeah. different, yeah. not just point of view, just like, uh, uh, styles, um, you know, storytelling versus one-liners, weird or not weird, all these different things. So it feels like, of course, they would be completely different. To your point, obviously, they would be funny. You know, that's yeah. just that's that's a given. Everybody in New York is good. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, just oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go. I was gonna say just to add to that, like, if you listen to this podcast with Joel and then you go back and listen to Bowen's, it, like, you it, you might as well like. Like, yes, you guys are both Asian and, and gay, but Bowen is talking 90 minutes about Final Fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my like, God. Like, <laughs> yes. like, it's just, like, so different. The vibe is, yes. like, I, it, it doesn't Bowen, even matter that you guys both like men. It literally has nothing both, to do with anything. And you, okay, yeah, we and both you, like Final Fantasy, too. If you want to get into it, I can get into fucking Yo, Final Fantasy, into too. Well, I was going to say, also, you know, you, this whole time you've been drinking this, uh, you know, uh, after, post-workout drink. So L.A., just being beautiful. Just, like... Oh yeah, uh, let's let's talk about Final Fantasy. Um, I I want to do this. I hope this is okay. We uh, so you have a, a podcast uh, and it's called Urgent Care, and you you do all sorts of advice. And to your point, it is surprisingly touching. I was like listening to it, and it's very funny. And then there's like a very there's like a, there's like I would say like hidden tenderness to it too. Yeah. There's you know because you are trying to help these people who are who get into sometimes hilarious sometimes like painful situations um but we have uh, a thing we wanted to do um you know fumi has a funny thing and he, he would like to to pose it to you and we can do okay. kind of like a small <laughs> urgent care here okay if <laughs> that's cool small <laughs> I don't know why, no copay no copay. No yeah, copay. Exactly. No copay. <laughs> no copay. Well, okay. I do. Okay. So we just, I just wanted to do a quick advice segment with you. It's not that funny to me. I'm. At, this is actually like an issue I'm having. Uh, and I just wanted to like pose it to the people in this podcast. Mike, are you still there? Did you leave? What happened? This green screen is really tripping. Oh my me. gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. I've, I've got a question for you. Okay. Also, before we start, I know we've been talking about you know very t- touching, emotional, wonderful things, but I just gotta let you know, uh, Joel. I I was being polite because I don't know you but but inside I'm a very horny respectful man okay and this is <laughs> I, I'm super I'm just always so horny and so this question is very horny so please don't let that, uh, that. put you off so <laughs> okay here's my question all right I have been with my uh, partner for six years and uh, you know quarantine uh, Mike recently got me a fleshlight as like a joke uh, it's in my house we're like it's in our living room we're like joking about it it's funny haha and she actually went to Trader Joe's one time and she's like you can use your fleshlight now because I'll be gone for a couple hours so I used it she came back we were like how was it we're talking about it and then she asked me like what kind of porn I watched or like she asked me what kind of porn I was into and I, you know, I, I do watch a lot of porn, and I, I go through a lot of phases. So whatever I say now is not what I'm going to be into three months from now. For sure, yeah. But exactly at the I same am. time, uh, it is a little weird, I think. And uh, it's not that weird. But the thing is, my girlfriend does not watch porn, and I didn't. I thought it would like freak her out because you know, 
I, the analogy I give is like she doesn't watch porn at all. So if I told her what I like right now, it's kind of like trying to explain like what a Tesla is to an ant. Like I don't <laughs> think like they're not gonna. It's just too like they're not gonna understand the vocab I'm using. There, like yeah, why? there's there's too much backstory. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're like on season nine, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she's not even a season one. Right, you haven't right. read any of the books. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to tell you. It's like whatever. It's not it's nothing too crazy. And then she got kind of upset that I wouldn't tell her. And then I was like, wait a second. Uh, you know, when it comes to the kink and stuff like that, if you're with a partner or whoever, like, I, I, where do you draw the point? You know, just because you're with somebody, like, do you have to be telling each other everything all the time? Uh, specifically, like, sort of things you're into uh, in terms of porn. You know, is there, I don't know why I feel this way, but there was a part of me that's like, no, that's kind of that's my thing. That's kind of something that mm. I've had hold on to since middle school. You know, like, this is just me and the computer and, like, nobody else. So there, there was that aspect of it. But I just wanted to ask, you guys both and, and predominantly Joel uh, to see if that if that was weird that I didn't want to tell her and if you know people should be communicating these things um, constantly uh, also Joel if you could indulge us and give Fumi a hilarious nickname like you did okay. <laughs> so people don't know our urgent care you know you and Mitra give uh, all the callers hilarious nicknames which is like honestly one of the best parts of the whole thing so I mean, if you can I would love it <laughs> wow um, okay so we've got porn we've got <laughs> fleshlight um, uh, uh, well and so many of, and, and, and so many of the, the names on urgent care stem from uh, puns on pronouns too oh, like, yes, yes. Um, so and it's so hard to do this without Mitra because it, so, you don't understand how much dead air is cut out from this. Oh, 100%. We go back and forth and we're like, okay, fleshlight, fleshlight. <laughs> what, what, what rhymes with light? Um, and like, so, and begging our producers to just cut out dead air time. Um, um, well, no pressure. And, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, w- I want to do it, but you can, you might have to cut out a lot of dead air <laughs> okay. to okay. and think. Um, we, we can workshop it. If like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're like rap battling, but you know, with like. Well, uh, I feel like it has to come around. It, uh, Fleshlight is really sticking out to me as mm. as, oh, yeah. as it. So I think, it, um, and sometimes it sometimes they're bad, and sometimes it's it is literally just like Captain Fleshlight. Um, <laughs> and, and that I think, and and, and we have we have now reached the point in the podcast where it's like even if it's bad. That's just the first thought has to go in. So <laughs> yeah. Captain Flashlight. Captain Flashlight. Yeah, I think um, it. I think it works. It works with our coup uh, theme as well. It, it so does, yeah, yeah, it really does. does work with the coup theme. You know, congratulations, um, Captain Flashlight. I think. Flashlight. I think that it is. There's a lot of answers to this, and I think it really depends on the relationship, and it depends on why you don't want to tell her. Uh, like the re. You really have to go back to the reason she wants to know and the reason you don't want to tell her. And mm. there are different answers depending on what those reasons are for me. Like if you're mm. not wanting to tell her based on in shame, I think it could be really like a fun exercise for you to tell her. And if she's asking you out of insecurity, then that's something she needs to work out. If she's Ooh. just genuinely curious and wants to bring you guys closer by knowing this, then I think that could be really help- healthy for you to at least open that door a little bit. And like mm. shed a little bit of light, maybe not like the full slate of every single subgenre <laughs> that you're into, you know. But like a cook's I think it could be. Yeah. I, it, it, you never know. I mean, six years. You might need like it might be like a nice jump start to be like, okay, let's watch some porn together. Like this is what I like. And yeah. I've done that before with partners. I've watched porn, uh, the porn that I like with mm. them, and it is like, well, sometimes it can be like I. It happened um, semi recently, but I like shared this porn video that I really liked, and they were like, this is. 
is boring. And I was like, Yo. no. Ah. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. That's my fear. I was like, I'm, you're coming for my taste now. It's, yeah. not even like, it's not even like, this is sick and disgusting. This is boring? It's like, um, it's like you know, when you show someone a show you're really into, like, hey, check out this part. This part's sweet. And he's just like, boring. They're just having yeah, a threesome. Yeah, yeah. Boring. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, so that's like, I would I would interrogate that a little bit more of like mm. why you don't want to tell her. And I would ask her a little bit of like why she wants to know too. Because um, if it's just like general curiosity and from what you say, like that it's something for you, I think that's totally fair to have something that is for you. But I think like figuring out, you know, what you can tell her that doesn't ruin that for you, that still satiates her need to know, is probably where you want to land in, in like some happy medium. What um, a what a thoughtful answer wow. that you just improv. That was so that good. Was really, really good. Um, Ours are so I, stupid. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will ask her, but I think on my end, I, I think the, maybe it's a little insecurity on my part because I just know that like, uh, she's not as like horny as I am in life, <laughs> like just in life. And, it's just I I just feel like it's gonna be a lot, and I don't think she's gonna be boring. But I don't want her to feel like that's what she's gonna do to make me happy, because right. I'm happy with what she's currently doing. The current plan is good, you know. But yeah, I'm the just current look, plan. You don't, plan. <laughs> you don't you don't have to go up to the no, uh, the next five yeah, G, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, the more data plan. Well, I was gonna say she seems pretty cool with the flashlight, so I don't know why like moving up a level to like mm, the porn. My well, she knows me. it was from me, you know. what I'm saying yeah, so it's like also, a family gift. But flashlight is like <laughs> a flashlight is like. It's a stupid, disgusting to clean. <laughs> oh my god! You, I have oh one yeah! As well. and oh my when god! I, whenever I walk out to my kitchen and I see it in the drying ah! rack, I'm always like, <laughs> just like a disembodied ass, like just sitting in my drying rack. I'm always like, oh god, I gotta stop using this thing. I was literally <laughs> last week we made, we filmed like a review video of it, and I was just like, where do you fucking put this? The drying rack? It turns out that's where you put it. That's really where people are putting it. I love it. Yeah, I love. It. Yeah, you just have a bunch of cute martini glasses, and then your flashlight. It's like, oh yeah, I gotta hang this up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, just very quickly, I, 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 I think, uh, you know, I, I, I'm taking all your advice for Fumi as well for me because I think it does depend. Sometimes, I, I, I want, you know, her to realize that like this is, uh, this isn't personal. You know, this is like my <laughs> thing I am doing. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to do this and like. I almost think of it as like sometimes I would just want to eat junk food, you know. Like this is not about yeah. your cooking. This is about me wanting Ooh. to eat junk food in a well, way. I, yeah, I think there's like this big pressure for people, especially in monogamous relationships, to need to be everything for yes, their partner. Exactly, and that's just not no. re realistic for right. most people. It's not realistic. You're not going to be someone's best friend and their fuck doll and their yeah. like you know yeah. their you know, their priest and, and their doc, you know, it's just not going <laughs> to happen. You're not going to be everything for everybody, uh, for your partner. And so like a healthy understanding of that and a healthy distance of being like, okay, there are some needs I can't meet and that's okay. You know, yes. like, yes, is, is I think important to reach. I think too. I mean, I, I have thought about seeing, watching stuff with my wife together, you know, but I sometimes wonder if there's not like really a, a bunch of porn that's like, at least I don't know of where it's like let's watch this as a couple. You know, it's hard enough for me and and Gina to find a Netflix show. It took us <laughs> it took us forever to find Bridgerton. Okay? Like yeah. it, it took we we were like, I don't know, we should watch Bridgerton, and then we ended up watching the whole thing. What's the Bridgerton of porn where I could like get into this and it's a little something for her, a little something for me, you know? What high yeah. production values? Yeah, yeah. yeah she because gets all it's it's usually just for one person. Like porn is made for 
I mean, I think in general, made for one person. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, hey, this is a, let's all, hey, everybody get together and we're going to yeah. watch the new episode of, uh, you know, I'm, whatever I'm it is. I'm literally picturing you like watching something and you pause it and then you keep watching when she goes to the bathroom and she gets mad because you, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Ah, <laughs> you already watched the cum shot? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I am real excited about this next product because it is perfect for anal. Anal. I'm talking Asian, not Asian listeners, but also I'm talking about the actual butthole. Yes. Okay. It's hard to believe uh, that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. Gross. For years, bidets have been available, but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. Really? That's crazy. What? That's so crazy. The, the Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water. It sounds like an Evian ad for just $79. ha. <laughs> Wow, it attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity Whoa. or additional plumbing, Whoa. and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. Wow. So the Hello Tushy Pidei pays for itself in a few months. Because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe at all. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to the hands-free poop experience. Yo, ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy Bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy Bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free, <laughs> risk-free, what What kind of risk are we talking about? Risk-free guarantee oh, hey, hey. and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash ANA. Dude, 2020 has been a Yo, crazy fuck 2020. <laughs> it's been a very <laughs> shitty year. And you know what? You know what makes 2020 really bad? It's not the COVID. It's not mm. the fact that I lost my job. It's that I've been real stinky. Mm -hmm. I'm so I'm a stinky man. You are a stinky man, man. That's why we do our podcast recordings remotely. Oh, that hurts my I that hurts my feelings. <laughs> Good, because you smell terrible. <laughs> well, I think that in 2021, I like to change that so we can start recording together again. I think it's time to change things up, and I think I need to start with Hawthorne. Hawthorne is a premium tailored personal care brand that's making it easy for guys to feel and smell your best. It's really easy. You start with their quiz. On this quiz, they ask you things like, what's your favorite drink? How do you like to spend a night out? Where do you like to go? That sort of stuff. It's a lot of, it's actually really fun. Uh, it's, it's, I love talking about myself. You answer all these quizzes. It's, pr it's pretty short. It's pretty simple. Uh, and the products I got are awesome. I got two kinds of cologne. I got some shampoo. I have this really cool deodorant because I am also a stinky boy. And I think it really helps. You know, they, you, know you gotta take care of uh, your beautiful Asian skin. Wow, not gonna like, didn't know people who shave their heads use shampoo. But if you want to upgrade your self-care routine, Hawthorne is a fun and convenient way to get super high-quality products tailored specifically for your needs. Hawthorne even takes the risk out of it by giving you free shipping on your orders and returns. And if you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them for you based on your feedback. Do what I did. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code NOTASIAN to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Promo code NOTASIAN. Hawthorne.co, promo code NOTASIAN. Uh, welcome back to everyone's uh, favorite segment. It is Das, das Race, Race News. News. And we are with our guest, Joel Kim Booster. So um, this is, my God, so many. Okay. Okay. If you want to talk about what a week it was. Okay. We had Bean Dad. 
mm-hmm. we had a coup, a coup, and then we had this thing, yeah. which everybody was sending us. We get so, so many DMs about this. So many insane. DMs, it's pretty emails, insane. like Patreon messages. People were like sending me things on Twitter, tagging me on things, you know? So, of course, we have to talk about it. Uh, so, um, what happens? Uh, the, the, the three white women from Dallas, uh, Texas, from Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, uh, started a company and, and released something called the, called Mahjong line. And it is, uh, it is, uh, a bunch of, of, it, of, ta- well, how it, would you describe no, it? It's, it's like, a, it's, it's Mahjong. Tile, it's, but, it's Mahjong. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's modern tile. It's modern tile, but the thing is, it's like four hundred dollars. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A, a Gwyneth Paltrow lens. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. So, and yes, and it's it's based on this, all this design, and they're charging up to four hundred twenty-five dollars per set. And yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, I didn't try. I tried not to click through to too much of it, but I saw a lot of pictures, and it is very goopy. Well, I, I think very, the thing yeah. that really rubbed people the wrong way, and I think that's why it got a lot of attention, is because in the description they said something like. Kate, of course, her name is fucking Kate. Kate was the one. Who's <laughs> Kate, dis- Kate discovered that the artwork of the traditional tiles, while beautiful, was all the same and did not reflect the fun that ha- was had when playing with her friends. And nothing came close to mirroring her style and personality. So, you know, she was kind of shitting on the original design, saying yeah. it doesn't have a lot of personality, which is like the meanest thing you can say to an Asian person. So, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's really what's, you know, what kind of like that. That's kind of what inspired everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading about this and it was, I was like, you know what? I want to give uh, this Kate person a chance. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe, maybe she did a lot of research and is real bedded in, in Mahjong culture or whatever. And I was reading it and, and it says that, uh, uh, you know, she brought in two other founders, Annie O'Grady and Bianca Watson. And I was like, nope, that's like, <laughs> just went even wider. And I don't even know what happened there. So yeah, they're all try- they're, 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 they're trying to refresh this, this thing. Uh, it's, 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 it's something that I, uh, you know, we saw something similar where in New York city, somebody was trying to have a clean version of Chinese food. They, they opened a restaurant that was clean Chinese food, you know, with the sort of insinuation that Chinese food and they, they were it's saying dirty, it yeah. makes you dirty and it feels, mm-hmm, makes you feel mm-hmm. gross or whatever. I don't know what you must've seen this, Joel. What did you, what were your thoughts? I, I mean, my first thought was like, wh- who introduced this woman to Mahjong in the first place? <laughs> like, that's what I want to know is like, how, who, who where in Dallas, Texas, is this woman, this know. white woman, like pl- casually playing mahjong? <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever encountered mahjong like just casually in the wild before. No, yes. Like, I, you know, I, it, it's not. Um, it's just not. I don't know. It, that's the my first question. And like, whoever introduced it to her, like. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's find that guy. That's let's guy. find that guy. I, I do think that is what's hitting this. I was trying to think about it. And I was trying to really think about why this was bothering a lot of people. Because if you had come to me and said, what is one of your biggest values? I would not have said Mahjong. I mean, Vietnamese people aren't really that even. In, I mean, they are, but they're not. You know, it's not. But it's not like one of our pillars. You know, like it's not who, you know, whatever. But this really is like set a lot of people off. And I think you know something you mentioned joel is that it is like mahjong is like deep asian it is like yeah. inner sanctum asian to you you know you don't come across it even as an asian person you know we're not going to get boba and then playing mahjong with all of our friends that is like some like you know once you go to sleep your grandma is still awake because she's a thug and she is still and she's going to go and play mahjong with other grandmas you know 
Well, I will say that this story really revealed was illuminating to me of how many of my friends actually do know how to play Mahjong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like I like the the outrage that this sparked. I was like, oh, damn. I was like, this is like not just like people generally upset by the uh, appropriation of it, but by people who genuinely love Mahjong. Yes. And like <laughs> they were like, my grandma taught me how to play this game. Wow. And, like, I, and I love it. And I like I've had a couple of friends on the timeline that have said that. And I'm like, oh, wow. I did not even realize that Mahjong was 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 a part of your life you know yes. like, I just thought it was the game they played in Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> okay. that's that's what I'm saying I think what happened is she probably watched Crazy Rich Asians this year which is very problematic okay it's been out for four years <laughs> so somebody somebody get her uh, and then she watched it and she was like I wonder what that is and I think that's how she stumbled upon Mahjong because I you're mean, right it's definitely like, the biggest cultural like pop cultural moment that Mahjong has had so <laughs> one one thing Crazy that's Rich interesting Asians. is while I was reading about this is that there is a variant which I think they are playing called American Mahjong. Oh, did you oh, know this? This is there's another version. So the, and, they're changing the rules. Yeah. So uh, they weren't even the first people to colonize Mahjong. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, well, you know, the original colonizers colonized it probably with guns, and then like yeah, yeah then, and this is the refresh. This is the refresh colonize colonized version. I don't know all the rules. I don't know. I don't know how to play a re, re, regular Mahjong. So, but I think this is, uh, this is what's funny is that I think this is American Mahjong, and I think it's like simplified in some ways or what have you. Yes, but definitely. It, <laughs> it's definitely simplified. But I think the other thing that was sort of, you know, whenever there's like a refresh or a goopification of this, there's like an, there's an implicit thing that the original one is too Asian. You know, I think that's, there's like, it kind of feels like, oh, well, this would be much, you know what's so great? The worst thing about Asia, all the Asians, you know? God, right, you can right, only right, get rid right. of them. Absolutely. You know, so that's the feel I get when something like this comes out. You know, and it's not even like they worked with a bunch of, uh, you know, again, like the Chinese yeah, community you know, do something. They, they could have saved themselves a whole, like, a lot of headaches by just having one Asian girl <laughs> on, on the founding <laughs> I, team. I just had one Grace Chen like, in there. <laughs> sometimes I, like, legit do not understand the brains of how these people, like, how did no one stop them? Like for like if, if you if Mike and I were releasing our own daishiki lines for what <laughs> if if this po podcast failed and we're like let we gotta go but daishiki because we, we said go. we, go if we said if comedy doesn't go. work we're going daishiki Wait, so it. if we like somebody in our life would have been like do you think you might want somebody from Africa to like be there just like even for the pictures or something <laughs> like some like my like somebody my sister would stop me somebody in my life would stop me yeah, but yeah. like they got this far they got investors they did the design like <laughs> not one person stopped them and that, that, that that's that's what's truly so baffling to me you know I, I hope that they I hope that they were introduced to mahjong by like an Asian person and that Asian yeah. person sort of stood back and was like yeah, no go ahead <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Just, yeah, just, yeah, no, go, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah no, make an Instagram yeah. account. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, um, anyways, uh, we'll be buying one of these sets. Uh, it'll be fun. We'll put it along with the flashlight. So um, <laughs> check out, or don't check it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, don't check uh, it out. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, let's see, you know, it, it'll it'll be great. So based on this article, we'll just play a very quick game, just one round of, it's called Culture Exchange. And, you know, inspired from this article, you know, we wanted to ask you, Okay, if they, if, if they get mahjong from Asian culture or Chinese culture, you know, what do we want from white culture? Is there something oh, from God. white culture that we would just love to make either Asian or Korean or, or whatever More it is? Asian. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More, what is something? Yeah. So they get, yeah, so they get mahjong, but we get something in return. Cultural exchange. Yeah, Cultural yeah, yeah. exchange, um, okay. 
So what is the thing where like, yeah, you know, we get, we get that, you know, was, was there anything Fumi that comes up top of your head where you're like, yeah, you know, I, this isn't like me now, but I always thought like skateboarding was really cool. That's like a cool, that's like a cool white guy thing. Like I just remember in like middle school, like all the girls like the skateboarding kids and like, that's a very, I mean like, uh, of course there are Asian and and black and Latinos skaters who are like performing at world levels and stuff. But I do think skateboarding, I do think that was. Skateboarding is now an Olympic sport too. It was supposed to. Right, oh, right, right. right. Sure, yeah. I, I could see that being tight. I do think if, it was a white invention, yeah. I think it would be tight then. Okay, so then what happens is, okay, there can be this <laughs> this American Mahjong line, but now there's going to be a Chinese grandma version of skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way it has to be. You know, it has to be, you know, it's got like a handle and stuff like that. And yeah, she can yeah, put, yeah. Th- where she can hang her visor the, or something like the, that. The, the skate park all have like these rails. You can like Yeah, it has rails, rails and stuff like that. They, you can all like, Wheelchair you know, accessible. Yeah, there, there's there's slots at the <laughs> at the park now. The, uh, you know, there's yeah, 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 there's yeah, gambling. Yeah, yeah. Why not throw it in there? You know, I think that's cool. This uh, is not the game, but you know what? I'm surprised has not been fully taken over by white people yet, ooh. considering where the trends are. Is Uh-oh. Chinese astrology? Like oh. a regular astrology is like so in the zeitgeist right now. Yeah, in such a, a major way. I cannot believe that Chinese astrology has not been t- overrun by people uh, with like Instagram. Like that is the next thing that's gonna get. Gets stolen is, is Chinese <laughs> no. astrology. Can, straight up. Let me tell be- you, so there's a hundred percent somewhere out there. A Mary Beth is doing it. Okay, yeah. she's getting ready. To, she's getting the money. She's getting oh. the money to launch this line. Yeah. Um. I we we kind of we've kind of started to. I mean, um, a Korean people I think have, have have been really killing it with this. But I think we should get cheese. We don't have enough cheese in Asian <laughs> yeah. dishes. Yeah. I but love a, cheese. But uh, Korean people. Uh, um. You know, they put cheese in in some soups, like uh, like in the, in the Korean army stew. Uh, stew. They put like cheese in there. Mm. Oh my God, man! The the things we could do if we got access to cheese. You know, like yeah. give us. You know, what I'm saying it's like well, it's many like, of us can't handle cheese. Though. Many that's, of us can't. I know, that's but that's the thing. That. That's what I want. I want the gene for cheese or whatever okay, gene yeah, processing yeah. for cheese. <laughs> we get cheese, and then can you imagine the shit we could get into? The shit that you know people could do. Yeah, that would well, be great. I think that's the problem is people are already getting into shit. When <laughs> Um, yeah, my thing is, um, I think we should take red hair. Um, oh, shit! Ooh, baby! That's a good one. And you know what? I can tell you've thought about that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you want that You want that Asian recessive gene. I know. I yeah, feel yeah. exactly. <laughs> Dude, we should uh, have a recessive gene where, like, one of, like every, every fourth child has a, a different kind of hair color. Aren't there some Japanese people with red hair? We have, like, my aunt has, like, full, straight up brown hair. Like, light brown naturally, hair. Very no, na- naturally. 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 I mean, that's the, my hair is, is, is brown. Is like, a oh, really? Brown, especially in the summer. Yeah, it's, it's like dark, dark brown, and then it lightens up in the summertime. Um, and people always think I dyed or, like, got highlights or something like that. But yeah. It is, like, there is, like, a, a spectrum of hair colors in Asia, but yeah. I don't think that, like, ginger red is one of them. Yo. Yo. Yo, nice. A, a redhead Asian? So hot, dude. I love it. Dude, a um, redheaded cheese eating skateboarding Asian. That's yes. where we're at, baby. baby. The future. The future. <laughs> I love it. All uh, right. Uh, and that was our podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Joel, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on. We had so much fun. Uh, yeah. Where can our listeners find you and your work? Um, you can find me. All my social media handles are I hate Joel Kim. Um, <laughs> you can watch Big Mouth or History of Swear Words on Netflix. Um, check out my Comedy Central special um, or any of like all my clips are on YouTube too. So, 
Damn. Hell That's yeah. And you can also it. find us on uh, the social media at uh, Asian Not Asian Pod. Um, and I'm also on there at the Fumiabe. That's T H E F U M I A B E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Please support our Patreon page if you want more bonus content. We've got bonus uh, monthly episodes. We have extra race news. We just put up random videos on there. And uh, if you donate money, we try to we give you a shout out on the podcast and we slide into your DM. So it's a good time. Check, check that out at patreon.com slash AsianNotAsianPod. And uh, we also have a Zoom um, stand-up comedy show um, that, Joe, if you ever want to do it, I know some people yeah, don't want to yeah. do Zoom shows, but it's, it's good. We had like 100 people yesterday. It's a good time. It's fun. Super fun. Um, we do it every other week, so we'll have fun reach out to you. But uh, come check that out. The next one's going to be, uh, what is the next one? Oh, uh, January 22nd. So go to AsianNotAsianPod.com for tickets. It's always a good time. Um, I think that might be it, right, Mike? I think that's it, baby. All right. Well, Joel, right. thank you so much. Anals, thank you me. so Good much luck, for man. listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. And we are back with our monthly Patreon shout outs. If you don't know what we're doing right now, we always give a shout out on the podcast to the newest members of our Patreon crew. So if you want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash AsianNotAsianPod for access to bonus episodes that come out monthly. In addition, we just kind of release a bunch of random shit on there like nudes. And mm-hmm. by nudes, we mean our stand-up comedy sets where we bomb. But nice. hey, just as good. Just as good. So now we're going to play this <laughs> game where we guess... Uh, our new members uh, ethnicity based on their last name honestly next we've been doing this podcast since 2018 it was funny in 2018 i feel by 2022 we're gonna get canceled for this segment like it's getting it's getting there you know if if anything though it's it's just we're getting too good at it you know they they (laughs) might they might upload our our brains into some sort of database analysis thing where that you can like now the government can tell oh okay you know when when which lee is this one this one this lee is coming from taiwan you know yeah so, yeah 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 it's too dangerous it is, it's we're, getting too we're dangerous too, we're getting too good but here we go oh this person i'm so glad she donated I, I i i think i met her or i saw her at a zoom show it wasn't even a hack city show just a different a random zoom show fan kong k-o-n-g K-O-N-G, but, uh, and then how's, how do you spell the first name? Fan, like the... Like the, like the fan, like, like the a fan. power fan. That's, Chi- that's Chinese as fuck, bro. That's, chi- that's Chinese as hell. And, that's so Chinese. And uh, Monster Island, King Kong. Why not? <laughs> Throw it in there. You're Donkey Kong Asian. That's great. <laughs> With <laughs> the tie on. Yeah. Okay, then we got Olivia Duong, D-U-O-N-G. Ooh, is that Viet? Duong? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Duong, Zung is... Viet as fuck. That's Viet. Sometimes I can tell if you're Viet because um, usually they have like Catholic first names. Does that make yes, sense? Yes, that's Oli- a very Olivia. I, that's a very. Like, I have a lot. I have a lot of Italian friends that meet uh, Olivia because they're super Catholic. So, yeah. gotcha. There you go. You're there you go. Yeah. Anthony. Anthony's a good one. Mm. Uh, sometimes L- Luke. Sometimes. Ooh, I definitely I, know what Anthony Duong for sure. Right. There's yeah. no. Uh, there's no. 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 Jesus's though. I Get know. a couple Jesus Nguyen's in there. <laughs> Jesus Nguyen. I, I don't know why they won't go there. Like that's the guy. Why are that's we? The- <laughs> why are we like beating around the bush? Why are we like? Why are we like? Hey, te- why are we teasing Catholicism? That's the guy. Okay, yes. go with the guy. <laughs> Jesus is the head of the penis. Just fucking He's put the your head. lips on it. <laughs> what a what a day. What a way to do it. What a way to do it. I apologize, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Continue. Then we got Jason. This is an interesting one. Chu Ang. C H U A N G. That's like two Chinese names put together. Wait, Chu Ang, C H U A N G. It's probably like, but pronounced Chang, but not like there's no like hyphen or something. There's no, no hyphen. Chu no. Ang. That'd okay. be crazy if there was a hyphen, like a divorced 
or like Asian parents who remarried and or whatever and wanted to keep two last names. Is that how that oh, works? Oh, and keep two names? Yeah. Well, yeah, I always think about how like complicated it is if you're like an Asian person and you marry another Asian person, but it's a different Asian person. So then like, because like if I marry like... Not me, but like but if, you, if this happened, you know to you, what I'm saying? You married a well, Korean person, right? Yeah. But then she, but she can't be going around calling herself, you know, right. a new in. No, because she, that's mad confusing. Like confused. That's it's so, so confusing. confusing. It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> it would make any sense. So this person is a child of divorce <laughs> and uh, it's a broken I'm, home. I'm so For sorry it. about that. Jason, we hope you're doing well, Jason. man. Uh, next, we got Jennifer Ang, NG. NG, Chinese. That's Chinese. Uh, then we got Stephanie Stephanie name. Chen C H E N another Chinese. So many Chinese, I love but you know what? She spells Stephanie with an F. That's got a little bit of an attitude. I'm gonna go and say that's rebellious, aka Taiwanese. Okay, you guys be <laughs> you guys be rebelling. You guys are not about that cultural revolution. Those guys be rebelling. <laughs> you know they they recently changed their uh the, uh uh what's it called their passport so it doesn't say China. I love that. What does it say? Just so Taiwan? that's yeah. I think it just says Taiwan. It says the Republic of Taiwan, which is just Ooh. so like that's. I love it. Just like that's it. like a little petty little thing. It's like I love, you know, I don't call me by your last name, mom. That's not my name. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. We got a couple more here. We got okay. This one's confusing. Saj S A J S. I think this is like an Indian name. S-A-J. Saj, like Raj, but Saj. Saj. S- I want to. Yeah, it could be South Asian. You know, that's I think cool. It's South Asian. I. S, I don't know. This could be like, I don't know. I don't know what what's an Indian. It's S. probably like Sinju Kumar, you know, like <laughs> Shinju <super> Kumar. This is <laughs> is an Indian guy who had the baby in Shinjuku. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but then also Kumar still. So yeah. <laughs> that that's what it means. Because why not? Uh, okay, then we have Sheena Lu L U. I believe that is Chinese. Chinese. Then we got chi- yeah. Then we got Cornelia Ding D I N G. Ooh, Ding D E. D, well, I'm sorry. What D I N G? Like ding dong. This sounds like ding. a this is like a made cool. up Asian name by like a like a white person made this up kind of thing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, dude. You know who this is? This is uh, who's that lady who wrote Harry Potter? <laughs> oh, this <laughs> uh, J K Rowling. This is J K Rowling yeah. actually. This was uh, it was it was Cho Chang or, or yeah, Cornelia yeah. Ding, and she went with Cornelia. Cho Chang. That even that also sounds kind of like a you know Harry Potter kind yeah, of name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corn- Cornelius Ching Chong. <laughs> you know, what of the great House of Mandarins? Yeah. She actually messaged us. You see her message she had like a awakening listening to this podcast she said uh what she, she said something like you know growing up I, I never wanted anything to do with asian boys but having listened to you guys um you know I, I wouldn't be mad if my asian children became like you guys or something like that well now we ruined that because we yeah. just ding donged her name <laughs> <laughs> but thank yeah. you for that <laughs> she's gonna take away her donation she's gonna take away her uh okay we love you cornelia thank you so much and lastly we have nanette coffee c-o-f-f-e-y C O F F E Y. Oh, this is just a good old American name. I think it's like a British. Nanette sounds very British. Nanette does sound very British. I don't have any Nanette friends in coffee. coffee. Okay, that's, that's a that's a cool name. That's I'm a pretty say cool name. That you know what? This person might be from, but like is like is like from like the Caribbean. Ooh, you know? Nanette's a oh. little bit of British, a little a bit little of bit that, of Br- but then also the British a little islands. bit of, yes, exactly. One of the little, uh, oh my you know, God. former, former little colonial yeah, colonies. Yeah, y- you, you know, are so. from St. Lucia, I think. Whoa, that's, man, hey. so nice there. Hey, hey thanks. Hey. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for donating. And again, if you want to get in on this, please go to patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod to hear your name on this podcast. Love you.